This is a Galactic Network podcast. The Podcast of Terror is a great podcast. It's covering movies that are not for children, and thus this podcast is not for children. The hosts are two adults who will use bad words from time to time. They'll also spoil movies if that's not your thing. So if you don't like spoilers and you don't want to hear some dirty language or some dirty references to dirty parts of your body, then please, please, please wash your body parts better and do not listen to this show. If you can handle it, and I hope you can because there's a great podcast coming up, then please proceed with Podcast of Terror. Um, for one-off situations like us, like I think this is a like it's a good use case to have like a lower tier plan. Yes, like it, you literally have. Let me see here. Let me bring them up. Creator two hundred and forty dollars a year is unlimited streaming, no stream watermark. So technically, we can continue to use this if it's just you and I with four stream hours per month, um, and one but remote we, guest. We will break out of the one hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One hour a week won't we? Yeah, we won't be able to do that. But <clears throat> ah, fuck whatever. Um, you can have three remote guests at two hundred forty dollars a year. They give you the ability to stream at a higher output, which which we don't need. Right. Um, I don't fucking care. Like, give me a ten dollar a month option. Keep the watermark. Give me unlimited streaming. Keep me at seventy seven twenty p with thirty frames per second, and give me three remote guests. And it still is a question of, you know, what does streaming gain for us? It it allows us to have an audience. I like that. Right. Uh, there are probably probably other options. What does streaming to multiple sources do for us? That I'm not sure about. And so it's it's a question of if Lightstream is the way to go, if Twitch is the way to go, if Twitch is just does it to Twitch and then you record and upload that to YouTube. I think that's the way that can work. I'm not 100% sure, but I don't I don't have the experience with this and that's the problem is that I really have relied too much on you yeah. and Beat uh in particular and and Nate when I was doing STFU with them mm-hmm. is I've let other people do this. So when I'm recording the show for Levi, I'm just recording video <laughs> on the computer and then uploading it afterwards to a, a private stream for him. But that's the thing. Can you... Let me see here. Um, Skype. Because we could Skype video. And if you can stream that to YouTube. (sighs) I'm sure that's... Yeah, the thing is that Skype is eventually going to be going away, I think. Because our business is moving away from using Skype for business. Because everything's trying to push towards teams. Right. Which is, of course, you know, something that you get as part of Office 365. So that's a subscription. Does Teams have video calls? Yes. Okay. But it works differently and it's not fully supported yet. So a lot of the rooms that we have that would be fine for using Skype have to take some specialized thing to work for Teams. Zoom is another one. Zoom. I think for a while there was a better option for a lot of stuff, but I think still has more of a premium model if you want to get to maybe what we're doing. So because I tutor, I have a Zoom account 
for well, there you go exact and i didn't even think about that um let's see here uh, where the fuck is the url zoom mm-hmm. i how the fuck am i whatever just just take me god damn it i just like want to go to the zoom web page <sighs> it's just really funny that there's not a like i i get that there is youtube which collects videos and stuff and and you know makes all its money off of people uploading everything uh it there is twitch which is for streaming video games primarily will do some other stuff but it's weird that nobody has stepped into the market of hey you do a podcast and your podcast is about recording things with other people that are not necessarily in the same room right and we're setting this up to do all that for you and then give you the the options of where you want to put it to afterwards the 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 doing simultaneous thing seems a little bit less of a of an instinct for a company that's trying to get you to go to them Mm -hmm. and that i could see being the premium charge but just in general just say hey you know come use us for your podcasting needs we'll make premium things available um as you need them so you can pay $5 a month and get these enhanced things. But even for the basics, just to build that platform, the fact that there's not a YouTube competitive platform that Microsoft gave up on theirs, that that nobody else has stepped into that game yet is really weird. And it's just constantly like some new thing comes out and they they buy up contracts of people who are YouTube exclusive to get them go do the thing there. But that doesn't seem to create what is really the competition for YouTube. It's just to like try to steal viewers away. It's like, oh, well, we we bought PewDiePie's contract. So now he does everything on our platform. It's like, well, that's all good if you like PewDiePie. But what makes YouTube still successful is the fact that everybody can just publish there and mm-hmm. everybody can make whatever mess they want. And and sure, the demonetization has killed a lot of the the drive to them. But there's not somebody else who came in and did something with that market to say, okay, we're supplanting that now. And a lot of that has to do with the ad market too. The fact that Google's ads are drying up, that it's Facebook ads and Facebook only wants to do that stuff on Facebook. And I can't make any sense of trying to do this on Facebook because they won't show your stuff anyways unless you pay them. Right. <clears throat> and I mean, like we kind of said, the the point is not, <clears throat> the live streaming aspect isn't a requirement. It's just a benefit. I think it's... We definitely enjoy, and this is you and me personally, we mm-hmm. enjoy having Beat, Growly, Erica, exactly. Levi, people like that in our, our chat when we're doing this. Is it... I don't... I, I'm, I'm really kind of like bearish about if that's what is great for the audience who just listens is they have us constantly having an interaction with people that aren't necessarily on the show. I don't know if that matters or not, um, but we do this show the way that we do the show. Right. And I I, I absolutely want to make the best show possible for the listeners, for everybody. Um, but I know that we, we can't really, we can't really change what we do. We're just, we're kind of stuck as to who we are. Well, and, and yeah, I mean, this is... <clears throat> we're like, setting you our guys ways. do Monster Madness. You don't have a, a live audience. Not a live audience, but the videos are still streamed to YouTube for 
but you have no interaction <laughs> with the audience. Whereas when no. you're doing Cast and Furious, you're you have people that you interact with. I hear you and Matt talking to the yes. the viewers all the time. And right. and again, that that's Matt's thing is he's got that audience that really is alive. I I think Erica probably would too if that was what she was working towards, but that's right. not what she does with her own podcast. Right. Or sorry, her lone podcast. This is obviously her own podcast too. I I I just what Galactic Netcast has done has tried to have a live audience, has tried to enjoy that aspect of it. And since we've been with Galactic Netcast since the beginning, um, that's just what we've done too. But we also, we're never going to clean up the audio for the the radio, for the podcast listeners uh, who are just listening. Right. So we're already not making enough effort to say like one's better than the other. And so for us, it's like, well, we get to have these people there who at least make us feel like we're not screaming into the ether. Right. And that's nice. Uh, and and they're people that I, I love to have and hang out with and visit with, and I don't see enough of as it is. So that's even nicer. But the, the platforms are constantly going to be a challenge until something really good that gives a crap comes around. And I don't think that YouTube as under Google is going to be that because Google is always going to be broken up into so many different factions that it's got to be so self-serving that it takes everything away. As soon as you get used to it, it's like, Oh, I like this, this uh, chat program they have. Oh, it's gone. You know? Oh, I, I like the, the Gmail add on that they, Oh, that's gone now too. You know? And they'll, they'll say like, oh, we'll work it back into regular Gmail at some point, but how long does that take? Right. So it's it's hard to build a trust in them. It's hard to build a trust in any of these big giant companies that, or when you build a trust into a company that just gets bought out by one of them, that's tough. I I don't know what it's going to take other than somebody who really is invested in and loves the art form, which podcasts is an art form is kind of weird, um, to make that investment. And what we're seeing instead is people making investments in specific shows or artists to collect them to their things for exclusives for playback but not for creating the tools to use you know there's i think anchor is one that has a thing for podcasting that's that's tools and stuff but it it really seems like it's more about podcasting anywhere uh or making it real easy for people to create a quick dirty show but not necessarily a a quality program again i'm, I'm laughing inside because i'm talking <laughs> about quality program in relation to our show right there isn't a be all catch all for like what's going to work well other than doing the stuff yourself and paying premiums to do it. And it's, it's a bummer, but I think we'll always find a way to make a show. It's going to be a toss up as to whether or not we can make the show the way that we have done it previously. Right. I'm trying to, so <clears throat> have you heard of Mixler? Uh, I, Mixer, I've heard of. I think that's the Microsoft one. Yeah, this has an L in between the X and the R. That I have not. It's a ten dollar a month option, but I don't see if you can do it to YouTube. Looks like it's a desktop application. Zoom, you can do to YouTube, but you have to be like an admin on the account and enable it. And I am clearly not that. So worst case, because wasn't uh, Nate and Brandon were using some sort of application to stream their video and audio? I think they were using the either Lightstream or something very similar to Lightstream. Yeah, so I mean that is an option. 
I just gotta figure out how to fucking set it up. And yeah, and, and at the end, it it takes some level of expertise, or you know, getting well, there's a just a, a learning curve. Is everything is a little different than the last one, and we you get to use it for what? How long we've been using this? Fucking six months, and now they slap a play, paywall on it. Yeah. And I'm not even saying I'm not willing to pay for it. I'm just saying give me an option that isn't twenty or twenty five dollars a month. Right. Do do tiers. They're gonna do that. They're gonna either kill their business or they're gonna make their business more of a specific model. Right. So Mixler and, has a ten dollar a month and it allows you to stream for three hours a day a month. And that's fucking more than enough. Although, you know, some of those things with Matt Vincent it's questionable. Well, the cast and the furious has really only been going the length of the movie. Right. So but I mean, when we've had him on here, right. And, and we get those competition episodes of like, how long can we go? How long can we go? It may be the thing that makes us more succinct. <clears throat> Very true. But I mean, also I feel like going into it, if I knew that you had a, a time limit, it would make yeah. things different from the get go. Instead of it just being this fucking, you know, marathon. <sighs> I don't know. It's stupid. So uh, I guess what scares you? <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, I right? I was thinking, just thinking the same thing. Like, God fucking fucking fuck. I, I just man, I love doing this. And I and I uh we recorded for the first time in, in two years. We're we're basically hitting our two year uh mark of the last time we did an Elts Nerds. Oh sure. Uh, and and we're doing a a a new take of Elts Nerds. Naked. That's not new. Oh. I didn't realize Gregor was just nude the whole time. How hard you look? Uh, not uh, we're very. Doing, we're doing something new with Elts Nerds, but, but it is like it's been a couple years. And I, and I love hanging out with those guys and, and doing that. Uh, but it's always like, how hard does it have to be for it not to be fun? And and hanging right. out with you guys is the easy part. Mm-hmm. Prepping sometimes is the harder part of like, oh, I got to set aside this amount of time to to read this or watch this or whatever. And then the more shows you do, the the more you got to prep. But the the work I've never had to deal with, and I know that we burned beat out on Health Nerds a couple of times over. Where he's like, yeah, I can't, I can't fucking handle this much fucking work you guys don't make it easy at all uh and i don't i don't want to cause somebody to have to struggle to enjoy what i just naturally enjoy right which which is being this so it's it's a bummer it's a real big bummer and and but i think that's also why i'm taking such joy in doing the levi show which is not called the levi show because it's it's not prep. It's just straight up recording what I'm doing and then letting it go to that that one person and, and usually getting almost instantaneous feedback and sometimes other rewards from it. Yeah. Hmm. I hmm. highly recommend it. I, I really think that's the future of podcasting is what? podcast one-on-one. Just, <laughs> I mean, if someone wants to pay me to do something like that i'm down i don't even know if they have to pay me yeah i mean i'm not getting paid technically but there is a payoff that's coming from it yeah 
but also the the payoff of doing this is it's totally called the Levi show. The, <laughs> the payoff of doing this is that I, I get to hang with one of my favorite people in the world. Well, yeah. I mean, fucking And sometimes course. more than just that one. You know, when we get Jack or Eric on or, or any number of the people like Nicole, the, the guests we've had, yeah. they've all been just incredible. Uh, people that we've only talked to once, but I'm just like, I'm so glad that I got to know them and I still get to see their lives and what little social media I do now. And just like, man, I, I I got to talk to that guy. You know, I got to hang out with him and, and have fun and, you know, have a connection for a little while. And that's just, that's amazing. So the podcast is super endearing to me. Uh, and the internet is incredible that, it, that it's given us these opportunities. It's just funny how... It's a fickle mistress. It's a fickle mistress. It's, they're fickle companies. The internet like, taketh... Wait, the internet giveth and the internet taketh away. Yeah, and it spends a lot more time taking than giving. <sighs> it's fucking just the worst. Taking, taking a lot of my babies in the carpet. Yeah. Catch my drift. <laughs> I thought you had hardwood floors in that room. In this room, yeah. In the yeah. living room, no. Okay. Basement, no. They're no. everywhere. I also had a vasectomy long before we moved into this house, so, uh, yeah. They're not babies as much like the. It's like the old empty, <laughs> I don't know, trains that the babies used to travel in. I don't Just know. big goopy trains. I've never heard of a baby train. I, I think it's the Ozzy song that he doesn't really play often live. Well, he's not playing much live these days. He keeps canceling tours. He's old. Asshole. Yeah, he also has Parkinson's and did cocaine for 40 years. <laughs> like, I'm pretty, I don't know how he's still alive, to be honest. Uh, he had a very incredible uh, partner who <laughs> took care of him. She always seemed like a bitch. I would too if I was married to that asshole. <laughs> That's a good point. I'll give you that one. <clears throat> um, so I saw the, uh, I got the announcement, the official emailed announcement that a couple of items are going off the menu at Taco Bell. I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> I knew you were. <laughs> the uh, buffalo chicken nacho fries will be leaving us. Didn't get to try them. Don't know if I'll get to try them. Did it say when they're leaving? It's soon. soon. They, they well, just said for, they were limited time. Their, their time's coming up. And regular nacho fries, I guess, are going too. Yeah. And since the nacho fries keep coming back. Well, and that's the thing. They're going to go away and they're going to come back. Yeah, they're just going to be the shamrock shake of Taco Bell. <sighs> but I feel like the buffalo chicken never really made a ton of sense at Taco Bell. It it seems off-brand. Yeah. But a lot of these things seem... Breakfast at Taco Bell seems really off-brand. It's just, it, how do we get people to buy burritos in the AM? Let's let's do this. Have you ever eaten their breakfast? No. it's I don't remember Eric it being terrible. The crap out of me. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember it being terrible, but I also don't remember it being good. It, breakfast burritos themselves are already not a, a favorite oh, thing of mine. I fucking love breakfast burritos. Yeah, I remember when breakfast burritos started to become popular in the 90s and, and McDonald's had them and uh, being at a wedding with my stepbrother and him yakking in a sink. And <laughs> just, I don't know how that all adds up to. I just don't want to eat a breakfast burrito. I'll eat regular burritos for breakfast. Never do that. I mean, that's, never I, eat a microwave burrito. For, never eat four 
microwave well, burritos for breakfast. So it'll ruin your whole day. Your explanation ramped up quite a bit here. So yeah, it was never eat a burrito, which isn't the worst thing in the world because eating a burrito in the morning is really no different than eating a burrito at the end of the day. It's just that it's you're starting instead of ending your day. Then it was you're eating four. Well, it's like you shouldn't eat four burritos at any time in the day, let alone before noon. I call bullshit. I I don't know. Well, I shouldn't say I ate four street tacos yesterday. Yeah. They're fucking delightful. But a street taco is considerably smaller than a burrito. Yeah, not a microwave burrito. No. Not those El Monterey little doinkuses. I guess you got me there. I mean, you get the, the $2 high-end 7-Eleven microwave burrito. That That's a different story maybe, but... Do you have uh do you have Casey's? I don't have that kind of money. Do you have Casey's by you? No, I don't know what that is. So it's like a convenience store. So we have like okay. quick trips, which are like a gas station and you can buy food and shit. And I stopped at Casey's yesterday when I was down in Milwaukee and the lady's like, Oh, you should sign up for our thing because you get free pizza. And I was like, Fuck yeah. So I'm basically losing money by not signing up. I think every convenience store should be buy food and shit. That is yeah. exactly what yeah. they're there for. Yeah, you get a free piece of pizza and diarrhea an hour later. Get a scratcher and then use that as a scratcher on your ass when you give yourself... <sighs> it's going to hurt less than the, the toilet paper in the bathroom. eating the microwave hot dogs. <laughs> the, the little rolly scale hot dog machines that are just, you know, the sanitary <sighs> bastion sanitary of the world. hazards. Yeah. There was uh, We're pointing fingers at China for coronavirus. Yeah, we have those. <laughs> yeah, but we don't have the coronavirus because we have those. Like because our, we've, we've given ourselves such high immunity systems yep. from eating that garbage. Yep. Our bodies are just designed to fight viruses at this point. And they're over there actually trying. <laughs> and like, nope. <laughs> so what I want to see is someone from 2020 go back to the Black Plague days. You tell me if that motherfucker doesn't live. Yeah, That well. He's going to. The Black the black Plague, they... they did they confirm it was rats or what was it? I thought it was I rats for a long time and then rats. they found out it was something else. I don't know. I, that that requires reading. But those those rats on a on a roller cart thing would be <laughs> that's highly delicious according to Demolition Man. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Yeah, there was a, a Nashville hot chicken roller bite. I had that the other day. I'm pretty sure I had it yeah. at like nine AM. And taquitos oh, yeah. are lovely. You know, just give me any food stuffed up in a roll or, or pocket of some sort, and it's it's probably the best thing I'm gonna find. Ah, uh, that's true. The best shaped food or the best foods are dick shaped. Well, I was just gonna or stuffed in something. You know, a, a yeah. tortellini or ravioli are my favorite pastas. Uh, your your egg rolls. I figured you'd like a cannoli though, because it's shaped like a penis. That's cannoli dessert. Is, is and good. Not, um, what is what is the name of the noodle? Empty dick-shaped noodle. Uh, uh, there's too many shapes. You hit that that pasta. Is that manicotti. Just, so yeah, maybe manicotti. Manicotti's a larger one. Manicotti. Yep, manicotti. Sorry, a manicotti. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 just stuff something. I had a uh, pasties. My mom ordered some pasties. Oh. Uh, um, I had always been there pasties, but yes, same thing. Not the nipple pasties, the, right? That's the, what I worry the, about. The dough pasties, pasties. Maybe it's pasties. Maybe it's pasties. I don't. I mean, they're they're definitely know. a UP kind of thing. Well, there's um uh, pasty shops here. 
Oh, man. There's one in De Pere, which is just by Green Bay. There's one when I drive up to Minneapolis. There's one that I pass. It's just like in the middle of nowhere. It just says pasty shop. There was a shop in Detroit that my mom used to pick them up from and bring them home. And, uh, and there, it's a very distinct taste, probably because the turnip is yeah. usually in there. Yeah. With the beef and potato and carrot and everything else. Uh, but they were just so good. And it's one of those things where you, you get that, that taste again and you haven't had it for so long and it's, it just like brings you back. And these that we got this time were, were good, but they weren't the same. I think because they used pork instead of beef. Mm, bitches. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. But something about it just didn't it, it didn't have the same flavor. But my mom had ordered some for me when I was living in California and they came out there frozen. I made them and they tasted just like they did when I was a kid. And man, that was that was a great throwback for me. I always see there's like a big freezer tub of them and I never never get them. I, I mean, it it's not far from a, a pot pie. I mean, that's essentially what they are. It's just the, right. the change of ingredients to them. But yeah, it, especially if you can find a place that, that doesn't fresh. We went to uh, Hell, Michigan for a wedding right after Aaron and I first got here. And the place next door had them. And I went to bu- go buy some after we were done at the wedding. And they had run out for the day. And I was I was bitter about that. Did you yell at them? No. No, of course not. Be a lot cooler if you not did. It would be a lot cooler. There's a lot of things that would make me a lot cooler, uh, and they just don't seem to happen. Well, you got to change that. I'm kind of past the the coolness level of life. Like I don't, I don't really aim for it, and I find it's just easier to just be genuine as much as possible. And and maybe that's cool. Maybe it's not. But I'm just not. If I'm not sweating it, then it really doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, I know. You have an errors at 50. <laughs> what I need you to do is be more disgruntled like me. Well, I'm disgruntled as shit. I just I, I can't help you anymore. You yeah, like and it. that's the other thing is no one help no one gives a crap that I'm disgruntled. It's like, oh, there's an old man screaming at clouds. <laughs> like that. <laughs> All right. You're absolutely right. Uh, that's that's a good who I am. Reference. That one never gets old. No. I mean, it doesn't get younger either, because then it would lose its potency. That's true. It's true. Speaking yeah. of potency, also at fifty, I'm like, not where a lot of that make me cool either. This? What's up? I was curious where your potency comment was taking you. Really nowhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, just the the same line of disappointment that my wife's been dealing with for Ooh. twenty years. Tell her I'm sorry. I tell her I'm sorry a lot. Not even my fault. Nope, not this time. No, not this time. Uh, just every other time. Yeah. I tell her I wasted it all on Matt. Wow. Well, wasted is a harsh term. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. I don't even know what to say to that. Uh, tell people what movie we watched this week. <laughs> that's Pat, right. But Pat. that's the uh, that's the <laughs> Korean title. The actual title. The American title is Patchwork. Which, uh, interesting enough, we actually told them last week what we were going to watch. Yep, and then we, we do that actually anymore. watched it, and we did. Um, this I, I had learned about this movie from Randy, who gets very outed with his real name a lot in the St. Patty's episode. If I, I still haven't listened to it. I'm too scared to listen to it. <laughs> um, so assuming that comes out, his real name comes out quite a bit. But uh, 
Yeah. I don't know. What What did you think? Um, I mean, obviously, so, we're going to talk about it, but I'm like, it, it, it'd be funny if we didn't. We could uh, or, not. We're par for the course, really, with this show. Right. So this movie was written and directed by the people. Uh, there's this movie that I keep. It's on my radar, and I'm trying to look it up the name right now because I forgot what it's called. But it's these two girls who do a podcast and uh, wind up killing their friends for clout. Um, and I can't remember what I'm trying to find it. So forgive me real fast. Uh, that is tragedy girls. So tragedy girls has been on my radar for a while and I keep wanting to watch it and I haven't done it because again, it's one of those things I'd like to do for the show. Mm. So as watching this, I'm like, Oh, this is the people who did that. And it's a couple years before tragedy girls is 2017. This is 2015. So I, we talked about it last week. We had no idea really what this was like you read the description and even that I just kind of let wash over me. Uh, but there's a, uh, do you remember the movie Frankenhooker? No. Okay. I supposed uh, to. Yeah. There's, there's what do you mean? Yeah. Of different things. <laughs> we, we've never watched Frankenhooker. No, we haven't. No. I mean, we got to change that. If you remembered it coming out. Uh, there's been a couple of movies. Uh, Ooh, 1990. Was I was five years old. There was a girl who. There was a movie about a girl who created like a a Frankenstein monster. Two. Um. God, I'm I'm just I'm so blanked out today. It's been such a weird day with a lot of medication and sniffles. <laughs> um. But the 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 premise of this is that someone kills some women and then puts them together to be what I guess is kind of like the perfect girl. Not far from the man with two brains either with Steve Martin. Right. Which most women would argue men have no brains. Am I right? Oh, no. I will not agree to that. <laughs> I think I was complimenting women there for once. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I didn't catch what you said. I was before. saying I, most just... women will say men have zero brains. Oh, well, no, that's true. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I can't do that either. That's sexist in the opposite direction. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funnier. It's definitely funnier. Yeah. Uh, so the premise is a dark comedy. And I wasn't really sure where it was going to go. But as it went along, I fell completely in love with it. Fuck yeah. And it yeah. ended up being a lot of fun. Yeah, this was like real fun fucking time. And I, when Aaron was leaving for work, I was telling her that I had to watch this movie. And she's like, oh, good luck. And I'm like, okay, that, that's a bad sign. But man, I, I thought this was a blast. And I didn't know in the first few minutes, at least, how it was going to go. Because it starts out with uh, Jennifer, mm-hmm. who is not someone that you that you root for no and it was like oddly broken out into chapters um where like you got each girl's story who is involved like i think jennifer was chapter one and then the next girl's chapter three and then the next one is like five or something so there's like shit in between so it's excuse me it's like as you go you, you figure out who they are and how they got into the situation they're in until later on when you really figure out what happened and then that's 
Now, I will say that as far as the mystery of what happened, they kind of give you such unsubtle hints in a couple of the chapters that it's not it's not a surprise when they when right. they do the reveal. But I didn't I wasn't mad at that. I just felt like, okay, yeah, you know, you could have been a little bit more subtle in those things. But I just I really enjoyed the characterization. So Jennifer is uh she seems very work successful oriented. She's very driven and she doesn't seem to have a lot of friends. She's kind of, she's kind of workaholic. a workaholic, workaholic and stick in the mud. When some people show up to her party, which is both a, a work success party of some sort and her birthday celebration and a bunch of people canceled at the last minute, the couple of people who show up, they're like, yeah, we're sorry we ran behind. She's like, yeah, that is kind of why I said leave early. Um, so not not wonderfully endearing. She's having an affair with a married man. And uh, he comes in and then ditches her to go back supposedly to his wife. Uh, but, you know, why is that guy can only have one side piece? So. <laughs> yeah, so here's something uh, I thought was funny. No one else may enjoy. Uh, her... <clears throat> boyfriend in her computer was Boo Boo Bear. And that is what I call Sebastian a lot. I call him a Boo Boo Bear. Well, and that's the thing I saw. And I was like, ah, that's kind of funny. Um, So there you go, everyone. So Sebastian's your side piece. Yeah, basically. Or you're his, I guess, is probably where it would round about. Probably. He definitely likes Alyssa more than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bean was very sweet to me. Both last night and today, we were all in bed, uh, and Erin had fallen asleep before midnight, as she usually does. She had Gidget all cuddled, cuddled up in her in her arm, so they were really cute. And then Bean was down at the foot of the bed, and I covered him up in uh, her Indian blanket. Uh, yeah, and he just was so out, and he he was like all energy yesterday. He kept running around, going crazy. And so to have him kind of like finally settle down, I, I kept going over and like laying next to him and, and petting him, giving him kisses on his forehead and stuff. And he usually doesn't give a crap about me, but he was really sweet. And then even after she left today, same sort of deal. Like he came over at some point on, when I was laying on the couch and trying to nurse my headache, he came up and, and lay on my chest and actually like gave me some attention for a little bit. So yeah, it, it's, I know that he's not my cat. <laughs> in so many ways but it those moments are, are are fun moments all that uh i said to get to the next part of this which is so jennifer goes to this bar has a very disappointing night goes back home is waiting for her boyfriend to hopefully ditch his wife and come over to her place and while she's sitting there online frustrated about the the state of her night and uh probably life uh someone smacks her on the back of the head with a hammer and then she's dead she had it coming <laughs> okay no, sure. uh, just kidding calm down Corey. no no i get Jesus. it and she wakes up on a slab in a in a very re- reanimator-esque operating room yeah and yeah. she's you see a third of the her face is hers another third like from the eye quarters down uh, another third is someone else's. And then the jawline is someone else's again. So she's been 
taken and sewn from parts into this new person with at least two other people. And I thought this was really interesting because she wakes up and she's hearing her thoughts about like, oh, I woke up in a strange place after this party and stuff and oh, I fucked up. But she's hearing two other people's thoughts at the same time doing similar things all trying to assess why they're waking up like I shouldn't have gotten so drunk last night. I shouldn't have done this. And then it occurs to them that they're all in the same headspace and how they do this is they have this body that's walking around that's the amalgam of the three of them but they do keep showing the three of them in that space talking to each other when they're not showing the body actually doing the active stuff so in their minds it's they're all three still themselves Mm -hmm. i thought that was really well done it's not like groundbreaking story-wise but it no it was a little different especially because then they would cut back to show what the three of them look like fighting to everyone else yeah, it gave a great context to how to make the story work for these three different characters and get to know them individually because at this point in time we'd only seen Jennifer and and still treat them individually while sharing the same body. Right, right. And, and <clears throat> some of my favorite parts were when um, the three of them are arguing to each other and it would cut to someone not in their head just like, are you, are you, are you okay? <laughs> like, yeah. Something happened? Yeah. Uh, so it was a lot of like really interesting takes on common common things. Yeah, and and it's also three women who are who have very different viewpoints, but the the commonality of of being murdered helps them also find other commonalities in who they are. Uh, I liked in the 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 second girl whose story we find out about Ellie. Ellie's uh, a, sort of a party girl. You know, wants affection, but is more leaning into will go out and just find a stranger to pay attention to her as opposed to trying to win the love of this one particular person who is should be off the table. And uh, she goes out to a bar, tries to pick up some guy. He winds up leaving somebody else. She goes and sees another guy that she's interested in and goes home with him. And it's actually to his frat. And he's in a room with uh three of his frat buddies who are trying to film them having sex. And she's like, this is a little weird. And he's like, no, it's not weird at all. I'm a nice guy. Ask him. And one of the guys at the camera is like, yeah, he's a really nice guy. Now, who are you these people? He's like, oh, it's just two more, two more friends. Yeah. And, and uh, she fortunately, and I was glad of this is that she, she gets the compunction to leave and it doesn't turn into what I was afraid it was going to with uh, four frat guys in a room with a, a girl who wasn't in her right state. Um, but then she she does still have to die. Right. Uh, so she gets hit by a van as she's walking away from the place. But like her her viewpoints on on what happened and her kind of like lighter attitude towards things is very different from Jennifer's. And then they're both really different from Madeline's. And it takes a while to find out more about Madeline. But Madeline seems a little bit kind of like quieter and standoffish and and a little. I'll say nerdier for the way that she's presented at least until it goes along and we, we find out more about her, but they do like, they go back to Ellie's place. Um, when they, I don't remember exactly why they leave Jennifer's place. Oh, she tries to call her boyfriend who's married. And then it turns out that he, uh, he, he doesn't want to talk to her anymore. And she keeps letting slip out because the other girls keep stuck sharing them out and speaking ill of him. Yeah, and then they go to the blonde chick's house to get a hat. 
Right. To dress up so they can go outside because they they look pretty hacked up. You know, yeah. the faces all stitched together. Um, they've got what I thought was cool was they got different hairstyles. They've got Jennifer's hair on one side and they've got Ellie's hair on the other side, the long blonde and Jennifer's like the short red. It, it's, a, it's a really well done job of making this amalgamation of the three of them into one being. Right. And and I feel like it was Jennifer's face that they used to do that. But the makeup and stuff is really good so that they do all look different. Um, but they tie together really well. And then the twist. And then the twist. Let's say there isn't really a ton that happens. They go around, they kill a bunch of people trying to figure out who did it to them. Right. They decide that they want to go and they want to find the person who did this. And so they're they're trying to go through each of their own individual nights to figure out who it could be. And uh, one of the people that Jennifer had seen at the bar for her night was, uh, we'll just call him Fred Weasley because that's who he was. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and here's a point where I say, Man, the people who were in the Harry Potter movies making brave choices with the films and and roles they've taken since then. Because um, every time I see Rupert Grit in something, I I really dig on on what those parts are. And and Daniel Radcliffe keeps doing incredibly interesting stuff to me, at least. Um, he like he wasn't in this. No, but the older brother, the twin Weasleys, are in. Oh, this. I'm like, did I but miss Ron Weasley in this? Yeah, no, not Ron Weasley, but uh, Fred Weasley. Okay, okay. And you clearly know more about Harry Potter than I do. Uh, uh, did not realize that that was the older Weasley brothers. Yep, not the eldest uh, Weasley brother, but the, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, I can't say which brother he was. I, I just know that the mischief was managed. <sighs> I'm just going to stop this right now. Yeah. Uh, so they go to find him because he is in medical school. And they think, well, he's a likely candidate as to who would go and cut up women and, and try to restitch them together. But in Breaking News Place, they're all bandaged up and, and trying to like intimidate him. They're meaning she, but the three of them but in they, that one body. Yeah. And uh, Jennifer calls him by the wrong name, which she kept doing at the bar. And he's like, is that is that you, Jen? And and he's like asking if she's okay and they realize okay he really didn't have anything to do with this so they let themselves be seen as to what happened and he's he's just like floored he's like i can't fucking make heads or tails of this and uh as a medical student i don't think there's any way to fix this for you and so they get more on the lines of well let's go get revenge against who did this to us and so they run into uh, the Jennifer's boyfriend that is married but is also having another affair. Uh, a busy they run guy. into. Go ahead. I said he's a busy guy. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. He, he's constantly. He's got that one AirPod in that he keeps <sighs> talking into. <laughs> like I know it was 2015, but it's basically just here's just the the douche symbol. I saw a child. Like a six-year-old at a grocery store with AirPods in, like that's fucking stupid. Uh, I'm sure he was listening to Thomas the Tank Engine or something. Yeah, those great audiobooks, Thomas the Tank Engine. I guarantee you, he wasn't listening to an audiobook. No, no, yeah, no, I don't. Like as as a kid, 
how tied into your surroundings you really need to be that's if you got your parents sort of looking out for you that's okay it's adults that walk around talking to those things and just completely dismiss the world around them and the fact that they're an an annoyance to everybody around them and then they go and they expect customer service to wait on them without actually like verbally acknowledging that they exist it's like oh i'm in line and can you ring me up it's like no dick uh (laughs) you talk to me when you treat me like a human being i've got other people who i'm actually here to help that give a crap and uh you can fuck right the fuck off my opinion i've worked a lot of retail and you're not wrong we talked about the the last time about the people who talk on those things in the bathroom too that yeah really freaks me out yeah i thankfully didn't have any weird bathroom encounters this week no, I I actively try to avoid it, but I'm old now. I I can't <laughs> as much as I want to. Well, it's better when just yeah, just don't talk to me in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, so they they go and they find him, and man, they don't even really seem to ask him if he did it. They just sort of kill him in the car. <laughs> so another thing is that as a combined person, they have a lot more strength they're drawing from. Right. They're stronger. Uh, Jennifer had mentioned that she is a black belt in a, a martial art. Uh, all of them have their different skill sets and everything, but they like physically manifesting greater strength. So they're just like tearing people up left and right. When they go to the dormitory, not the dormitory, the uh, fraternity where Ellie had been with those guys, uh, they come in and they just start beating the ass of everybody at the fraternity, which. Yeah, some of those guys weren't necessarily involved in that, but they're all part of the frat where a lot of that stuff's happening. Huh. I don't think that it, it was out of turn to do it. Yeah, I didn't hate the fact that what happened happened. Yeah, maybe it's just because we're biased against frat guys. On the other hand, that was a fun scene, too, because she comes in there, she knocks on the door, and then she's just sort of dancing as she's killing everybody. <laughs> she's, like, just shaking and shimmying and having a good time and, like, listening to the music in her head of, or their head. Uh, and well, she, like, she put headphones in. Yeah. And yeah. just like ripping everybody apart. And that was, yeah. that was just a really enjoyable scene. Mm-hmm. So, and then they get to the part where she finds the guy who took her in there and she's like, you know, you did this to me and everything. He's like, I had nothing to do with this. And he keeps trying to say, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. He's like, I will never do anything like this to anybody again. And she's like, oh yeah, we know. And then just puts a knife straight into his brain. It does become a murderous story. It's not so much about getting revenge on the person who did this to them. It's getting revenge on a lot of people. <laughs> Again, I'm not exactly upset about that. Yeah. But I think that the reason why that becomes the case is as we find out over time, as their personalities are are kind of merging and stuff is that the person who actually instigated everything we'll we'll spoil this now right that's was, what i was about to do was one of the the girls it was madeline <sighs> the kind of mousier bitch. one who we find out is a serial killer in one of her flashbacks she goes and she meets some guy who does a, a local tv series or something and then we see her later on back at his place and there's all these body parts or maybe it's her place. There's all these body parts in the fridge and she's got him or somebody tied up down to the basement all 
really tied up. Not just tied up, but I, like... I, I, yeah, I wasn't sure what word you were going for, so I just started it, saying stuff. It was kind of like he was in a vinyl suit. I, I don't want to use the term that they used in Pulp Fiction, but if you remember the, the scene in Pulp Fiction where they bring out the guy... Oh, the gimp? Yeah, that guy. It, but, uh, but why did, it, why did, it looks similar to that. Except, why didn't you want to use that term? Because it's an, it's not a great term, unless you're talking about the, the open source photo manipulation software. I'm kind of I'm I feel like it's one of those terms that maybe has has gone past its prime of usage. And that's this is news to me. I think because it and I could be wrong. I haven't looked up the origin of the words, but I feel like it's about people who are um who are physically challenged is where the term comes oh, from. Oh, I never knew it as that. I was just like, well, if you hurt your leg and you're walking funny, you're you're a gimp. Right. And that's because of that. Oh, no. Yeah. It, it's oh, God, it is a derogatory term. All right. No, yeah, you're not I'm... intending to use it as a derogatory term because no. you don't know the origin of it, but it's still Damn. like now you know the origin of it. Now, if you use it, you're fucked up. I'm sorry if I ruined that for you. you I don't. But it's not something I say I often, but I never. So you don't hurt somebody's feelings. Well, that's the th- like I don't use it often, but I never thought about it when I did use it because. Right. It's yeah, also that's, a that's sex slave. So some of these terms are tough. Yeah, they were, just... they were said so frequently and so freely <sighs> when we were growing up, and you just had no idea what the origins were. Fucking the worst. Yeah, no, what is it? What is it? It's Randall and Clerks too. He's taking it back. Uh, <laughs> Man, I haven't watched that movie in a while. I should probably change that. Yeah. So, uh, so Madeline is a is a a bitch. She's not a great. Person. Well, <laughs> I, I, she didn't like do it to be mean. It comes out that she has a history of mental illness. Mental illness. Yep. Um, and that is probably where a lot of this stems from, but uh yeah. Yeah, so she actually went to the the reanimator type doctor who is doing this thing. Mm-hmm. You you feel like she's going in there and it's just to get some sort of like plastic surgery, but no, it's it's a complete re- reconstruction of who she is. And they have cadavers that they are willing to use, and she's like, Yeah, but what if I provide my own? And so then you see the flashback to her and the the two guys who drive the van around to collect the bodies uh, going out and her killing people and then bringing them in. And the two guys are like, oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. But okay, we'll just, this is our job. Uh, <laughs> and, and then she hits Ellie with the van at some point and they bring her in. And so she picks out who she wants to be. Yeah. Uh, the, the two people she wants to combine with and puts a lot of trust in this doctor to not screw everything up. But she is nuts. Yeah. I mean, overall, the whole thing is fucking crazy. The whole thing is absolutely crazy. It's over-the-top crazy. Which, again, I keep saying reanimator because it's well-suited towards that type of thing. Reanimator is is a lot weirder. Um, Yeah, but this this very much like plays into the comedy aspect of it. I think think if reanimator had more planned... I shouldn't say I shouldn't even say planned or forced jokes or it if it was written in a comedic stance, it would probably be very similar to this. Yeah. Or like a dead alive. Right, right. So one of my favorite parts of this movie, since we're almost towards the end, but uh when uh, this it shows the surgeon doing the surgery on the three girls 
and he like throws something into a garbage can and then he stops and he starts digging through trying to find something that he accidentally threw away. Yeah. That was probably <laughs> one of my favorite things. It was really small and really like minute to the entire story, but it really like rekindled the fact that this is not to be taken seriously. Dumpster diving for private for for, for, for private for body parts. Yeah. Is, uh, but for could private parts. Could have been a private too. part, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and and we forgot to mention the part where she and uh and the the English dude, the the with the Weasley dude, uh, where did she decide? Like she's had no interest of him in their in their previous form and everything. But the other two girls are like, oh, he's kind of sweet. Oh, he's kind of nice. Oh, let's bang him. <laughs> and so they they have a pretty hearty um, romp. Not, yeah. And and then when he's like, hey, please don't go out there and kill anybody else because I'm afraid something's going to happen. You're like, oh, that's really adorable of you. Yeah, we're going to handcuff you to the bed. And uh, so he he is stuck for the period of time when she goes and she finds the doctor who did this to her and gets the reveal that Madeline was part of it. Bitch. And he comes in to try to rescue her. And it doesn't go well. Uh, no. He, he gets shot doing it. But they... Probably had it coming. Yeah. They do have a nice, cool scene where the two girls find out that Madeline is the one who ultimately did this to them. And so they try to take her out which, right and when you're all sharing a body is is an interesting thing to try to do yep so earlier when i uh, we were talking about how they kind of depicted <clears throat> the three of them fighting or talking this is the scene that it would that came to mind the fact that the three of them are arguing and then the surgeon is kind of standing there and he's like what the fuck like what happened are you guys all right and then the three of them are struggling and you see they're trying to drill madeline uh, it looked like the eye, but later when it goes back, it was straight through the forehead. Um, so it shows like them actually drilling through their own mouth, but it's hitting her in the forehead. So like They're a lot of that was to that part of the brain that was hers. Yes, which makes way more sense. I, I just yeah. I didn't really put two and two together, and I didn't like care to do they, so. They basically lobotomize her portion of it, and what's fun is when they have the scene where they're trying to explain what happened or, but you see the three of them and they're all standing there again. You see Jennifer looking all tough. Like we're going to beat the hell out of this doctor. And then you see Ellie, you know, kind of the same thing. And then you see Madeline and she's got a hole drilled through her forehead and she's just kind of drooling. Uh. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah. I thought that was fun. Cause she's, it, it shows that she's still a part of them, but she just doesn't have any kind of control anymore. Yeah, which um, it was kind of cool. So, I guess at this point in the movie, because there were, I remember this being less than ten minutes left, because Alyssa had to leave, and I was trying to get to the end of the movie before she had to leave. Yeah. Um, and I just remember being like, "When the fuck is this gonna end?" And like now, a lot of these like grindhouse style movies basically have like ninety seconds of credits. Right. Which is fine. I'm not complaining. But a lot of times when I watch a movie, I assume that whatever the runtime is take seven minutes off of that and yep. then th- that's the length of the movie so <clears throat> when i saw we were under 10 minutes i was fully expecting this to just kind of end um but it kept going on and on and then it shows them basically saying like to the surgeon like hey man you're not done here goes black and then it comes back up and it's the two of them with him also attached mm-hmm. which i assume means that there's going to be a- another patchwork film well, it, it gives the opportunity for one, but then it just kind of ends there. I think it was just a, a way to keep to show that they cared about him enough to make him a part of things. Yeah. 
because he he gets shot and he's going to die and they're like yeah well we can we can fix that although again it puts a lot of trust in that doctor fuck right but, it, but he was so into the idea of having success at this that he really, it was never for him like, oh, I have to kill you guys to get away with this. It's just like, but, I, but I'm fucking amazing. I'm a god, you what, know? That, that's his viewpoint. Not only that, but how does... There, now that I'm thinking about this, how does he cut himself up to reattach him to them? Yeah, I don't know. It just does not... Yeah. It, it, yeah. it doesn't wash as like a realistic moment but in another no, no 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 and that's the thing film. like why am i trying to find realism in a very unrealistic movie so that's the end of patchwork that is the end of patchwork and <laughs> like i said i really dug it i did i liked it quite a bit um it is definitely something i, I have a couple friends that i want to uh, recommend this to i may even watch it with them i have adult sleepovers with them once in a while that's cute. I know That's I've explained cute. to you that my house is like a haven for people. Do like you wear f- footy pajamas? No, maybe we will. With the ass hanging out? <laughs> no, but they both have small children, and I have none children. Why'd you make it weird? What? All I'm saying <laughs> is that my house is a haven for those with children. Like, my friends just want to come here to get away from their kids. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's all that there is to it. So we have adult sleepovers so that they can get away from their kids. Yeah. And then we get really drunk. Which I call Tuesday. It's getting away from everything. <laughs> hey, man, sometimes you got to do it. You do. That's not actually legitimate. That's bad. That's called being an alcoholic. Did you? Would you consider this a, a female empowerment movie? Yeah. It, it, it's weird, right? Very loosely, but it, yeah. Three I women never that even are th- killed and, and put back together as one what quote, made unquote, you, perfect woman. What made you ask that? Because I just, I felt like the women in it were very, become at least very empowered. You know, they go from having lives where they're they're not very much in control, and then they the take three control, them, yeah. and it's them kind of exerting that control over everybody else to it. And yes, in a in a revenge sense, but it's usually you know since it's often the the men who are killing people, killing women a lot in in horror films, to see this go in the other direction. You know, they're not being victimized. They get victimized at first, and then they come back and they get revenge. Uh, yeah. But it's also, I think, their personalities become stronger. It's not just that they are physically capable of killing people. It's the fact that they all gain from it, except for Madeline, who was fucking crazy. Uh, fucking Madeline. Um... But again, because this is the same people, the writer and the director who did this, did Tragedy Girls. I, I've never heard of that movie. I'm even more interested in seeing Tragedy Girls now. I've, I've only seen the trailer for it, and it's one of the things, like, it's just, oh, I want to get to that. I want to get to that. I just think it looks it looks interesting, and it looks pretty cool, but I, huh. I wouldn't have really thought much more of it other than the fact. I'm just It's like the premise was neat. This The premise wasn't what drew me into it, but it's definitely the execution proved itself uh, and, and put it over the top for me. Yeah. And um, I've never heard of this movie, but I feel like it's on, maybe it's on shutter. I wanted to go look to see if it was shutter before I accidentally closed everything. Cause I'm not smart. 
And I really want to make sure I don't do it again. Oof. <laughs> One of the first things that shows up is the Tragedy Girls is a lazy attempt at horror satire. Uh, uh, and it could be. That very yeah. possibly watch Tragedy. So it's on Hulu. Oh, maybe it is on Hulu. Weird. All these things are to blend in. Just got rid of Hulu, too. Not that that's going to change anything for me, but... Yeah. That's just a matter of fact right there. I can't think of the last time that I actually clicked over to Hulu, but I... Well, we were using Hulu for live TV, and it, it went up to like $60 a month, and that's just not worth it, in my opinion. Have you switched to something else? Not yet. Our Hulu just ended yesterday. Um, Spectrum has a streaming TV, but I've heard a lot of like, they make it so you have to call to add or change stuff, which is annoying as fuck. Um, I may go back to Sling and then just make sure I figure out what is up with my antenna before the next football season. Yeah. Because that's the whole reason we, we went away from Sling is because my antenna stopped working and I was too lazy to fix it. <laughs> Which is the fucking worst. I know. There's really no legitimate because Sling is by far the best in my opinion. Um, I'm just too lazy to figure out my antenna and we have to have live local TV so that my wife can watch sports. How long do you have before your next round of sports comes up that you have to watch? August. Oh, well, that's great. Well, and that's the thing. I just need the snow to melt. Uh, I have a coworker who used to work for a cable company who has, has he has all the tools. He said he'd come over for beer, which I know beer is just really hard to come by in this house. Oh, I know. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Plus, you'd live in a dry state, right? <laughs> I don't mean Wisconsin. I mean you. I live, uh, I live in a state where people, it, I think it's three before it's a felony. Nice. Three DUIs. No, that's not a good thing. They're trying to change it to one, like other states. I mean, my state, I don't know if it's still the case, but I know that when I was growing up, we had the drive through party stores. I'm shocked Wisconsin does it. I know te- I've been to a couple in Texas. Yeah. Texas seems like more of a party state, though. That's yeah, true. What else are you going to do? Shoot hogs in the desert? They Probably that as well. I know that they, I have my cousins who live there hog hunt. Ah, it's fucking weird. That it... it Hunting in general is is weird to me. I I respect hunters who do it what I consider the right way, which is, you know, conservationist kind of viewpoint, but that's because my parents do it. And they they taught me that stuff. Um, But it's still never going to be something that I can do, which is just horrible. Like, because I'm okay with buying meat at the store as long as I never see or understand where it comes from. And it's just like, here's my package of hamburger. Wee. Well, and that's like, so I, I, I goose hunted when I was younger, um, mostly because my grandpa did and I wanted to spend time with him. Yeah. And I would, it, there was one, one time he made me feather and clean it and I ate that and that was fine. Like, but getting over the hump of like having to carry the, the animal that I just murdered was a little daunting. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I, I eat a lot of meat. I fucking love meat. Yep. So the f- fact that killing an animal to get something like that isn't really a big deal to me. Um, it, it's weird. My, my, and I know the, the fact is, is that I should be, for all my squeamishness, a vegetarian. Uh, I'm just not. You know, it, it's like I, I care about it as long as 
I'm experiencing it, but if I'm not part of that whole like killing it and cleaning it and everything else, and it's just like it shows up on my table, then I'm good. Which is so um we got a box from Stay Classic Meats, which mm-hmm. is like Matt uh, eats the shit out of it. Yeah. Um so like I made chicken and bison sliders for dinner and I'm like, that was fine, and I felt a little better about it because I'm basically going I'm giving my money straight to the guy and playing paying a little more, but the quality of the meat was far, far superior. So I feel like if I were to hunt and harvest that myself, like it's really like, I don't know. Well, I mean, if you have the skills to do that too. Which I don't. I can barely wipe my right. own ass some days. That's true. And and doing it with a with a sharp knife is probably even oh, harder. God. Yeah, I just cut my, my fucking brown eye right out. Yeah. But I, I do like... I, I do like the idea of humanely raised cattle, but it's it's still it's a really weird distinction to draw, and it's mostly excusing myself from from the fact that I'm I'm eating stuff that's just raised to feed me. Um, yeah, but there's so obviously, I mean, I mentioned before we have chickens, and like we had two that recently died for whatever reason, they're just dead. Like nothing yeah. ate them, nothing got them, nothing they were, weren't sick. Um. <clears throat> and I know Alyssa was super upset about it, and it's like I've always tried to maintain the fact that they are livestock. They currently exist, and I feed them so that they produce something for me. Um, yeah. I, I didn't really want to name them. She names them. I didn't. It just was trying to the separation of pet and livestock. And I think if you look at um, a cow as more of livestock, is like you currently exist to create sustenance for me. Um. And if it's raised and slaughtered humanely, that's acceptable. Yeah, almost everything with me and food is plausible deniability. It's like if I, if I think about I'm, it too hard, I'm going to have a real squeamishness draw up. And I know it, it's incredibly hypocritical. But as long yeah. as I can just keep myself removed from the, the whole thought and, and, and witnessing stuff. Like I went to a duck farm and I had a pretty horrific time seeing ducks and and it's a farm you know there's there's just a lot of stuff that is that realism hits you really fast of like oh wow that's that's an ugly thing to see right but it it's just how it goes and it's not like they're doing anything that is extraordinarily bad they just the the realism of like raising animals and making them for food is grotesque to to anybody with a a love of animals so if I just don't think about it, and then with with how the food's prepped, it's like, yeah, that kitchen can be really, really sickening. Right. But if I don't know, we had that discussion <laughs> at work. So we had a uh, Mardi Gras like dessert potluck, mm-hmm. and uh, a couple people are like, "I'm not eating anything that came from someone else's kitchen," and I'm like, well, "Why the fuck not?" And they're like, "I don't know what that person's house looks like." I'm like, "I never thought of that." And don't. Yeah. And, don't uh, and which is fine. Like it didn't like, I wasn't like, Oh, I really need to get a piece of that cheesecake, but I don't know what that person's house looks like. It's more so fact. Like I didn't think about that. And that's a really, really good point. So if it's not store bought and I don't know you and I don't know what type of cleanliness you abide by, I ain't fucking eating. And, and I used to have to go to people's houses and set up their computers. Oh so, yeah. No, I've, I've, I've seen some crazy yeah. shit going to people's houses for their computers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. one of my best friends, uh, and she is very adamant, no sex in the kitchen. 
And she says, that's taboo. And I'm like, well, why is that taboo? She's like, because that's where you prepare food. I'm like, right. But didn't that just make it hot? <laughs> like, as soon as you put the taboo label on it, like, isn't that automatically like, well, now I really want to have yep. sex in the yep. kitchen. That's all. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't. And I don't think that it ever really occurred to me. But I, I have my own taboos in general. And, and yeah, there's things about that. It's like, oh, but that's kind of compelling now. Um, but I'm just so vanilla. But it does, like, does that mean Anne's kitchen is the one that you should feel safe in eating from? I mean, it's a pretty great cook. Oh, fucking calm down, Anne. I don't even know you. Uh, if you did, you'd think, I'd bang her in the kitchen. Probably. Or be banged by her. She's a doll. One or the other. One of my favorite people. Fucking A. Good for you, Anne. Yep. Uh, Mary, fuck, kill this movie. I'm, I'm going to marry this one. I really think that I enjoyed it enough that like it, it's not just that it's compelling me to see this again, but it's compelling me to go and follow what else they've done. That's a really good point. I would marry it also mostly because I think this movie is really fun. Um, but yeah, now that we're on a fucking timer with Lightstream, we should probably wrap <laughs> this up. Uh, so yeah, then I'll do it for the episode. How do you guys nicely? Scary, everybody. Bye.